Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Well, howdy! Welcome to Herb's Podcast Christmas Trees. What can I do for you, son? Well, I'm looking for a podcast Christmas tree for our show. What do you have? Oh, we got some nice new finger ones right here. Uh, yeah. Got anything more traditional? Well, let me see. about this? But puny, isn't it? Well, put some lights on, some tinsel. Why, it'll be as pretty as a milkmaid's knee. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Pleasure to do business with you, son. By the way, what's your podcast? Ahem. Live from the internet. Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of us being happy little elves and welcoming you to another Christmas episode. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, at least that that version of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, thought you were going to do the one that has all the copyright infringements. No, no. Plug in your own version however you see fit. Batman smelling... We're trying to be pod safe here, folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This is our 2021 Christmas episode where we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to. Ha- we have a real episode planned, but we're going to talk first about Christmas because it's coming. Rex, we're being attacked. Don't you worry, Dolores. Old Rex will dodge your sky pirates. El Tarib, I knew I smelled something foul when I passed by Etawonga. So Rex, what are we going to do? Well, my dear, you're going to man that 50 cal on the roof to it. Me? I'm going to do some fancy flying. Man up, Tareem. Rick's Havoc is coming through. Explore the world of the hardwired hinterland. Visit the lands of New Akron, almost Canada, and new old New York. Deal with Sky Pirates and the natives of Etawanga. It's your new home and your new life. Make of it what you will. The Hardwire Hinterland is a systemless role-playing campaign supplement from Tritech Games. You can use this supplement with any role-playing game rules that you like. Available as a PDF from TritechGames.com. That's TritechGames.com. Come to the Hardwire Hinterlands and let your imagination soar! Yeah, well, the first of you turns my stomach. Hasty lumbagos, Tareeb. Rex, shut up and keep flying. Don't worry, Dolores. I'll keep them flying over the hardwired hinterland. 
Usually they don't require a really powerful computer either. You know, so if you're one of those people that needs the cutting edge, well then yeah, you're gonna have to run after those triple A games. Okay. But if you're willing to take some cell shaded games or games that are vector graphic, some of these games they I mean they crank out like a hundred different versions of them and they sell them and you just uh, saying, Well, someone's gonna hit on this because I did one for uh cat girls, I did one for uh um, uh, nuns. I did one for, you know, whatever, you know, it's characters in the game. It's the same game, you know, but they have all these different versions of it, each for 50 cents. You know, you'll find something that you like. Yeah, check out these kind of places that have these free games. And sometimes they're free-free, as in you don't actually have to, you know, download it. You can download it to a, 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 an installer and just literally give it away to somebody because they're literally listed as free. So, you know, you shouldn't have to install it from their service if it's actually free. Demos, you know, there's lots of games out there that still have demos, and those are free. Considering how many people out there are into casual gaming, not, you know, they don't want to play a long game, something that might only have one or two levels they're happy with, demos. You can load it on their phone when they aren't looking, and you know, because I don't know about you, but most of my eye, most of the stuff that's on my phone, it basically disappears to the second layer. So I have to hit those like three little dots, and then all of a sudden I've got all these all these additional icons. So you could like you could actually put games on people's phones, and they don't even know it's there until later on they go and they they say what is this, and they click on it, and they have a game to play. So you know, be Secret Santa and uh, load up all your friends' phones. <laughs> I've found a, an addiction to uh, idle games, the, you know, games I can just kind of load up and let them just run, and I only have to check in maybe once an hour to once a day, tell it some new commands, and then I go away again. I was playing one of those last night, and I was like, this is the most boring game in the world world this literally is a game that you know to win all you have to do is walk away from it for four hours <laughs> so. it depends some of them yeah some of them are pretty boring some of them are are kind of more strategic some of them are it just depends on the game but yeah it's I, there are some that I've, I've played that i'm like I, I was i will sit there and just watch the counter go up for an hour or two just because i'm waiting for it to hit that specific number so I can buy that next upgrade. And then, yeah, there's others that I'm like, yeah, I, I sit with it for like 30 minutes and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm done with this. This particular game, I think it was called like Dungeon Smasher or something like that. And it, liter it literally, it shows here, here's a, here's a goblin and you watch this and, and you've got like a couple of characters and you just watch his hit points go down and then he dies throwing coins up in the air which get added to your heart and then it moves on to the next goblin and the next goblin and the next goblin and the next goblin and yeah, apparently it's going to do that forever and as I said I could just walk away from this game for a couple of hours and come back and then I could just lo you know, load up my party with levels and stuff you know, and, and just do it all at once and uh, later on, they did things to stop that. Later on, if you got too much money, they started raising the price of upgrades, you know, and, and stuff like that. But uh, anyways, you know, if that's the kind of game you want, believe me, they're out there. They're free. They, they also show up a lot on Facebook. Uh, they got zombie games. They got uh, kings and queen games. They got games where you rescue. You get to choose how you're going to rescue the princess. Are you going to break her out? Are you going to woo her? Are you going to do whatever? I'm like, you know, okay, fine. 
I just, you know, they got the games where you have to figure out how to rescue the princess without dropping hot lava on her. All that's all those kinds of games are available through Facebook and such. My high-end game besides the this the, the idea besides the 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 plasma lightsaber uh was like uh was that uh that big box um map display, the illuminated map display because I I've seen those a lot. I say, yeah, that would be a really cool gift to have, you know. Once we actually start getting together and meeting with people, you know, right now I'm still doing everything remotely. But it's going to come. Sooner or later we're going to leave our homes and actually get together with people that, you know, from other parts of the city again. Yeah, I I have a few gamers that are here at Command Central, but still much of my gaming is remote. And but at least I've gotten a few in again. So that's good feeling. I think just the fact that people are are getting out and they're going to their friend's house to do games again. We've been all gaming via Zoom, Skype, Discord, using Roll20 and all that now for a year and a half. And I'll say this, I missed my gamers and even first said, Trav, when you GM, you perform. It's like you're up on stage. I see how you are when you slip into an NPC mode or whatever. It's like you're you're doing stand-up or whatever. So, yeah, I haven't been able to do that for a year and a half. And so the gamers I have here now, uh, I'll admit, I probably got a little too hammy because, you know, the skills are a little rusty. <laughs> but just the fact that we're able to start and 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 barring all this stuff with, you know, variants and everything, of course, all my gamers are vaccinated and, yeah, at least vaccinated, if not boosted. So that's helpful. But I'm just glad that we're starting to get back into meeting up again and getting together and seeing each other instead of on a video screen. So, What I've seen in my group is, is that some they get together in twos. So, like, somebody will go over someone's house and, to, and they'll, they'll be together on the same, you know, uh, a login to Zoom or or uh, Skype or whatever. If they if we're using Roll Twenty, one of them will be on a laptop and the other one will be on uh, their phone, but they'll still be together, and so they can rift off of each other while they're you know uh, while they're playing the the game. Uh, so they're getting a little bit of that while still being cautious. So uh, I've seen that. So some people are slowly you know getting back into it. You know as far as that's concerned. Um, I'm, I'm fine either way. Uh, I'm like you, I, I tend a tendency to stand up behind the, the thing and start gesturing like crazy. And Oh yeah, no, I don't sit down while I'm gaming anymore. No, I, I notice I've noticed over the past couple of years. Oh no, I'm on my feet the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get those gestures in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to our topic. We actually pro- we promised these folks who are listening a topic, so we're n- we're now uh, so let's go ahead and do that. Jonathan, why don't you explain what the topic is? So something that has been on our uh, topic list for a little while, but we've never actually come up to it was um, digital paranormal, um, and, th- and this was things like you know spirits haunting you know your computer network or haunting you through the you know through email. Uh, spells cast through web pages or e- even some of the more you know 
ghosts in the machine type things like you know either spirits either digitized or or in the more standard paranormal sense haunting your haunting you from your email stuff uh because the, the 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 thing that at least when i saw this topic and it made me think was um one episode of uh, supernatural where um a ghost was haunting like a college campus through their email system mm, and, okay and like you know the, i can't remember the exact story i think it was somebody who had been like you know psychologically bullied by all these people and it it committed suicide and was taking revenge after the after the fact you know they'd they'd send him an email from beyond the grave and then whoever got the email would be found dead you know like that night or something like that well i i think that we need to start off with basically saying you know what are the different types of energy that a supernatural or any kind of life uh could be associated with okay so the first uh i have is light you know, it's this thing that basically powers life on our world, you know, plants, and it also can be used to generate electricity and other things like that. The second one is heat, because there are creatures that live under the ocean in uh, volcanic vents. They never see any light at all, but they're still converting uh, the energy from heat into life, into fuel or food or whatever it is, you know, that they that they live off of, Okay. Uh, electromagnetism, uh, either as a uh, as a, a magnetic field or uh, as something that powers a computer or a computer network, that also exists. Uh, one thing I haven't seen anybody really using outside of Marvel Comics is strong nuclear force. You know, using the energy that's actually holding matter together as something to power life and possibly mm. alien life okay and then the last thing i have is like a chemical matrix where just some really you know complex series uh, recurring series of chemical reactions essentially provides the energy that's necessary for some form of uh, uh, of of life to to exist of course you know we are a chemical matrix that uh, uses you know, has a, has a nervous system, but in fact is, is if someone was to, if you were like brain dead or something like that, your body would still continue to operate for quite some time uh, because your body is set up to use chemical markers and, and various organs and things like that to keep you going. You're just one big chemical factory that just continues uh, as long as it can. So these are all the different sources of energy. And so when we talk about supernatural, they can all be associated with one of these five different types, unless you, you can think of a, a, another one. I, I stayed away from the, 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 the pseudo things like, you know, psychic energy. I'm making air quotes here because nobody really knows what that is. You know, as John Ryer says, if you can't explain it, it you can't quantify it and things like that, then it's... It's kind of hard to, uh, uh, you know, to actually, you know, build a role-playing adventure around it. Okay. Um, so, uh, and of course, magic. As we said, magic can come from any number of sources. And some of them are, you know, definitely linked to the real world. And some of them are very much uh, imaginary. Like, it's, it's, it's powered by the power of belief. 
okay. You know, so if you believe it... It's the power of friendship. Okay, that's that's a whole different thing. <laughs> How many adventures are we talking about where something's come into existence because enough people believed it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All those people that threw open their windows and screamed out, "I'm sick and uh, I'm sick and tired, and I'm not going to take it anymore." When that one movie came out, you know, if if all that energy somehow got collected and it turned into some kind of like Slimer from the Ghostbusters monster that just ran around the city screaming, "I'm sick and tired, I'm not going to take it anymore," and just buffeting people here, there, and yawn. You know, I, I, to me, that would be a perfectly acceptable supernatural adventure because it's all based upon the energy, uh, emotional or or the, the resonance of saying the same words or whatever. But that's kind of falling into that magic area. So I listed only what I would consider to be well understood source uh, sources of energy. Okay. So, yeah. But I'm not saying we can't have others. It's just it's kind of hard to talk about them because there isn't any real, you know, definition unless you're writing a book, in which case you could define it in the book. <laughs> Do we have some examples of these things, Trap? Digital magic, basically. Yeah. Well, dig- digital life, digital supernatural. Well, digital life. Then you're getting into the whole concept of AI, and that's still man-made or, you know, AIs that build better AIs. Digital magic um i do have and yeah the listeners are going to be when i say this oh really trav you a pdf and it deals with not only casting magic digitally but also obviously spells that deal with technology and again scorch the late great lamented scorched earth studios put out something a class called the modern spellcaster and the gist of it is that, okay, you're playing in a modern game and the boundaries between various spellcasting classes has blurred. You are just now a modern spellcaster. You can cast from any list. You may not be able to wild shape anymore, but you can still, you know, channel energy, turn undead. You might be able to do it via bardic performance. But there is a particular feat called digital magic. Instead of casting spell in person, a modern spellcaster can instead transmit a spell electronically. The digital spell takes the form of a mystically trapped email message that activates when the recipient opens the file. Killer spam, folks. Killer spam. That's all I got to say. You got to have levels in this class and have five ranks of computer use. This is OGL, so... You know, if you're playing 3035 D20 Modern Pathfinder First Edition, this class works. And yeah, you email, tweet, or text a spell. And it goes off as soon as you open whatever message, data packet, whatever you get, the spell goes off. So if I'm, I email Lightning Bolt, and that person opens that text, that Lightning Bolt flies out of your phone and fries you. Right, because you've essentially given an indication you wish to receive it, and yep. therefore you 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 fulfill the targeting requirements for the spell. Yeah, other than well, let, you know, let's see, creating a digital spell, computer use check DC twenty plus the spell's level. Lightning bolt's a third level spell, so DC twenty three. If you're a good enough computer person, yeah, do it, and yeah, basically the 
<laughs> your reflex save is throwing the phone away from you so the bolt doesn't come out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mage must successfully store the spell or, or spell he wishes to attach the email message. Must be specifically targeted at a specific character. It doesn't function if any other person opens the email for the intended recipient. Oh, okay. So you can't, a hacker's not going to get a surprise. Uh, collect mundane information about the target. Oh, you have to research who it is that you're, you're, yeah. Like having access to the victim's online blog, website, or similar. Recent digital photo of them within two weeks. Or, you know, things like social security number, date of birth, credit information, or some of the passwords or access codes. So, yeah, this involves knowing the digital footprint of the person in a way. Like somebody would be able to send that to me because I'm trapped. I have this, the internet radio show. I go to cons. I have a digital footprint. If this were possible, I'm sure there'd be a lot of, there are more than a few people that, you know, there'd be a fireball or two coming my way out of my phone. Uh, <laughs> does, yeah, so, yeah, so and the, the virtual hack takes effect when the person opens the trapped email message, offers a saving throw, yeah, throw the phone away or close your laptop, yeah. Um, victim may attempt to recognize the virtual hex for, yeah, another computer use check, 25 plus the spell level. Or Knowledge Arcana or Spellcraft 15 plus spell level. Yeah. Simply delete the message. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a way that I have found in an OGL game to do digital magic. As soon as you guys start talking about it again, the folders of folders, and oh, okay, it's this one here. Right. Well, most of my examples come out of anime uh, because I've seen it used uh, as, a, uh, as, a, as a way of delivering curses uh, against the hero, but also as a means of grabbing people and either transporting them to some kind of a trapped realm or even uh, another world like an Izakai uh, as a means of doing that. Without the, the, the classic, you have to die in order to be reborn in these uh, okay. worlds. Sometimes they just grab you and drag you off. Yes, yeah, kicking and screaming, perhaps, uh, but you're you're gone. Cue the Napoleon Sixteenth song. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. Yep. Right. Yep. And it's it's delivered by email. Uh, I I always you know thought that that would be a uh, a very Thanos type thing. You know where you send out an email and uh, you know is you know and it could grab you know hundreds of thousands of people which would be a great way if you wanted to like send if you were like some otherworldly person who wanted to send a whole lot of uh let's say colonists to a planet you know bang nice distribution right there you know if you're from a um, in a society that has you know a lot of computers in it. oh no oh oh no i'm I'm already seeing things like plane shift, interplanetary teleport, gate, and you do it via just tap into a planet's infosphere, like our World Wide Web, and people, and it's like a morning, and tap it into something like, I don't know, smart clock alarms or smartphone alarms. I don't have an alarm clock anymore. My, 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 Samsung Galaxy S6 is my alarm clock. Yeah, that rings, and all of a sudden I got a demonic army in my bedroom. Yeah, that would—that's not a good day. No. Oh, yeah, that's frightening. Oh. 
If it does create a gate, they come in, they kill you, or they do whatever they're going to do, and then they turn around, they run back through, and it disappears, and there's no evidence other than you got to, you know, and maybe the last thing it does is delete itself. Yeah, it's the whole thing, like, why is it this, we, we came into this Westland, Michigan's apart, man's apartment bedroom. Looked like it was a stampede in here. What the, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be something to the cops would be going, okay, wait a minute. So, yeah, no, that would be a good, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. Some teleportation spell that's set off by daily, you know, morning alarm or um, auto payment. Oh, yeah, and when people, you know, everybody has their stuff on auto pay, you know, rent, credit card, internet cable, whatever, and bing, something happens. Yeah. Right. If you have any kind of push notification service, it could be used to to basically push along one of these kinds of things. Th Bureau 13 Haunts Supplement actually had an old PC. I don't think it was even an AT. I think it was an original PC that they find in a basement. They turn it on, and it basically it boots up and casts a spell at them. Okay, ooh. I think it came out in, like, you know, somewhere in the 80s. Yeah, Haunts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Richard was way ahead of his time at that. Cursed emails, you know, if you had some kind of a virtual reality, like online uh, perpetual type game, uh, they I've seen them use where they just drag people into games, especially if they're deep dive type games where it's you, you really feel like you're there. Just adding that extra, you know, special uh, upgrade that came, you know, someone sent to you, you know, as a as a gift, and you uh, attach it to your character, and all of a sudden you find yourself permanently in the game, and you can't log off, and uh, you can't get your brain out. One of my favorite video games is based on that that premise was uh, Dot Hack, and it was yeah, a virtual reality game. It people would log in, and if they died to a certain type of uh, glitched monster in the game. They they'd be left in a coma in real life. But you know, there, there's a lot of stories that don't require um, you know there to be something like this, where it's like a um, uh, you know something of great complexity that could possibly hold an intelligence. Sometimes things just haunt objects. There's a an anime called They Who Hunt Elves. And in it, they have this cat spirit that they're trying to defeat. And at the end of it, it's just like, it turns out, of course, it's just lonely. Uh, it's just causing trouble because it's bored. And so they said, well, if, if you're bored, you know, why don't you just, uh, you know, come along with us? He says, okay, fine. And it jumps into their tank and becomes the tank. So now you have a cat that is a tank and has a, has a uh, 20 millimeter cannon on the front of it. Yeah, because that's what a cat needs is, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Meow! <laughs> and boom, off goes the cannon. Yeah, my I can see the bottom of my food bowl. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need attention here. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want that cat up on your lap. No, no. Yeah, that would be a little painful. I would no, imagine. no, the whole thing about, oh, cat's on my lap, I can't move now. Yeah. And, uh, and other people with that cat tank are going, that's adorable. <laughs> it allows you to ignore things that normally would be important, like, for example, dragons. Okay, dragons with all their thick scales and things like that. You go over and you pet a dragon, 
it probably can't even feel that. Okay, it'd be like rubbing the horns of a of a um, of a ram or something like that. But if it's something inhabiting an object or you know something that's like a, a machine or something, then you can ignore all that. And yes, you touch that hard metal surface, and it's just like it feels like they're touching your skin. You know, yeah. you, you still get all that sensation. So it's the best of of all worlds in that regard. Uh, because um, you know you, you 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 get you know you get all this the same responses you get from a living being in a living creature, uh, but none of the disadvantages like needing to be fed, uh, you know, uh, being very breakable, you know, as most people are, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I have a a creature like that uh, in my Bureau Thirteen campaign. Uh, they went to a, um, uh, a supposed haunting uh, where um, at this guy, he was like this rich guy, and he decided he wanted a complete recreation of the haunted mansion. Uh, and he had the thing built from the ground up to basically recreate all the stuff that was in the haunted mansion. And what happened was is that a lot of things started happening that seemed to be... Um, a, I didn't pay for that programming. <laughs> That's uh, how did that, how did that work? You know, did you guys go and do an upgrade and not tell me about it? No, sir. We don't know what you're talking about. And ultimately they found out that they'd made uh, the computer system and the electronic system uh, and the sensors and all that stuff in the house. So good or reactive that it basically crossed a line and a electronic God was created in the house living in that electronic matrix that was the, the house systems. And uh, uh, they finally resolved the, uh, the mission by saying, hey, you know, we have this really good system. It's called our RV. It has the, you know, RV computer in it that's like better than a, a supercomputer. And you can, and it's got all kinds of sensors. It's got missile pods. It's got, it's got gas ejectors and flamethrowers. And it can travel really, really fast. It's not stuck in one spot. Hey, you want to move into it? You want to take a, take, take a little drive with us? And it did. And it basically called itself Walt and started throwing up projections of Walt Disney and uh, talking to them using his words that had been recorded or just lines out of uh, popular Disney movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so kind of like the machine in Person of Interest when it would be the clipped words, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ex except it sounds just like Walt Disney. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's uh, so I we and that's that's basically for me. It's kind of an ongoing gag that every so often, you know, like sometimes they'll be in the middle of a mission and the RV goes driving by because Walt basically after a while said, "I'm just going to go and, and see the world." So he basically le just, just after they all get out of the vehicle, he just closes up and drives off, leaving them without a vehicle. Oh, that's convenient. No, no. Yeah. yeah, he 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 decided he was going to go and escape to Witch Mountain. So <laughs> he he uh, he basically goes down, and and he he also uh, starts using his magical abilities. And he he he's go he's driving along, heading for Witch Mountain, bringing the 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 main character from Cars. Because <laughs> you know, once once Disney bought Pixar, he had now has access to all those characters. 
So basically, uh, whatever his name is, the guy that's the, the, the sports car. Like Lightning McQueen? Lightning McQueen, like yeah. So Lightning McQueen is ri- driving along with uh, the Colorado RV and Walt at the wheel, you know, uh, being projected up on the screen and uh, on, the, on the front windshield and such, him waving at people. And Lightning McQueen with the face on the front talking. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's a real dog and pony crazy show. And you're uh, sitting there looking, you know, all comes back. Okay, you do know the meaning of secret government agency, right? Yeah. And he, and he says, "Yeah, but I ain't, I ain't that. I'm not. I'm I'm no secret government agency. I'm just Walt." <laughs> and as they said in uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, I do what I want. <laughs> Or like Habibi would say, you're not my real mom. You don't control uh, me. Yeah. I do yeah. what I want. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're not my real uh, mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just remember what I uh, when I was a summer camper, a camp counselor, and I had these really, um, these really, these kids who really wanted to test my limits. You know, and I just said, look, he says, I want you to understand that you're here in this cabin with me, and I'm the only guy here. Okay. And you can threaten me all you want with your dad or your uncle or your brother or whatever, but he's not here. <laughs> and uh, by the time he gets here, whatever I want to do is done. So are you sure you want to test me? And they're all like, oh. no, no, no. It's that Mr. It's that Mr. Sheffer's really mean today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I that no, that's that line from Hancock in the prison. You sure, you'll want to ride this train. <laughs> Yeah, that may that may be a horse you don't want to get on. No, you don't want to go around this barbecue, son. Just don't. no, no, Captain America, Avengers, son, just don't. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> just don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, see, the three of us, we have all something called the dad look and the dad voice. Oh, now I do. <laughs> then, then I didn't, but yeah, now yeah. I do. After raising a son, yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah, and it's just... And I use it with with the Boy Scouts when I'm with them. <laughs> I've used it at my job. I, I looked at my one co-worker because he, I'm trying to put a sticker on the side of the cart. He's moving the cart. So, and and I just glare at him. Another guy not even looking at me, the the guy that hired Annette Pauly, he goes, I felt that look and I wasn't even looking at him. I said, that's a dad look. You have two kids. You should have it. He goes, I'm working on it. I said, your daughter's six. You don't have it by now. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now the now the easy one is you know like cyberpunk hacking because you're all already in a full dive virtual reality. Yeah. So yeah. Adding adding a supernatural element to it is easy peasy, and you know and and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's a low bar. So if you want to try to do it, that's one of the easy ways of doing it. So you know by by adding it into a game. And lots of these games have things like that. You know, Cyberpunk has a number of AIs that are like ghosts in, ghosts in the machine. Or you even know? like cyber gods themselves. Right. You know, how would you know? As we all know, that you know the, the Roman and the Greek gods, they were very sociable fellows and ladies. Until, of course, they got the mat on, and then they do the thing like... Oh, Galadriel. Galadriel, when she does the whole eyes roll, turn to white. And yeah. She's like yeah. a thousand foot tall, and, and then she comes back and says, but I'm not going to do that. 
So yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you, Gladriel. Thank you very much. You know, so. Well, no, you were sitting there saying that, oh, yeah, these Greek and Roman gods were pretty sociable. Some of them were a little more sociable than others. Zeus. Yeah. Man, yeah. And, but yeah. a lot of them, some, you know, we, you, you just you basically got on their bad side one way or another. You yeah. Know? Got uh, or if like you know they're looking for someone to blame for something that they did, which is also very common amongst the Roman and Greek gods, uh, then they can be they can really make your life hell. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but I'm sure at some point I'm going to like have a god doing something bad, and they finally uh, you know uh, say, look, we're gonna have to st we're gonna stop you. Even we have to all die. We're gonna stop you. He says, look, it's fine, it's fine. He says, you know, I I did all this, you know because my wife was mad at me and I blamed you guys. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I, I now have like, you know, uh, I'm going to have to throw a big party for her. And then we're going to have like, you know, you know, a big night together and, and it's all going to be over. So don't worry about it. Just, you know, just, you know, thanks for toughing it out for me. You know, and you're like, we didn't do it for you. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. So yeah, you're, you're going to get to go have, you know, a good evening with the missus, and we got to walk around with donkey tails and donkey ears for the rest of our life. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, just just get some plastic surgery. And I'm reminded of the line from The Mummy Returns. You know what? You were right. Yeah, you're gonna get shot. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about the X File, where they had the one guy that was like a chameleon, and all the babies had little little tails. Oh. oh. <laughs> He would uh, pose as 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 the husband, and he would come home early from the from j the work, and uh, and uh, and decide and be very amorous, you know. And the wife would be like, "Wow, he's not even shown this interest. I guess we'll we'll do it." Is that what you were thinking about, Jonathan? Yeah, that kind of stuff. And and the other one is like what we were talking about with Trav with the the casting spells through the internet. Okay, now is there something we can do to make it fresh? I mean, something that hasn't been done to death, like um, you know, you know, because it seems like it's, it's it's been done, like I say, in supernatural, in lots of AMA and things like that. Is there something that nobody has really done that um, you can think of that might be something we could like throw t to our uh, our listeners as a plot, you know, uh, as a, as an adventure? Um, um, maybe magical. Spe okay, it's another one of the feats here from uh, modern spellcaster media magic, and it's having bardic performance and fifth level in this modern spellcaster class. Basically, live performances, and you can transmit things like you know, the various bardic performances like inspire courage, inspire competence, uh, suggestion, fascinate. If you're familiar with the OGL bard class, they have all these little magical mind-altering effects that they do with their music it's just you can do it via, you can't record it and do it later so you can't just you know oh i've got my walkman and or, yeah i'm dating myself here walkman yeah i've got my mp3 player and a speaker yeah i'll have these guards putty in my hands no it has to be a live performance but you can still do it over radio tv streaming internet video skype whatever and you still kind of have to know you choose which listeners of you. I mean, you, again, this is you can do a group, but you have to have know the group. Like, oh, I'm going to send this inspire courage to 
C-Platoon out in Iraq, and they're going off and doing this, and yeah, here's my song, and it gives them whatever bonuses from Inspire Courage. So yeah, that that's something. So transmitting spells, usually of a mind-altering nature, over communications, live communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that in some games... Uh, you can get like a special ability, like a spell that activates like once a day uh, as a tattoo, okay? But if you don't have that in your game, you could use this as a means of uh, of, of putting a spell on somebody uh, through a tattoo that they ask for, but then the tattoo artist, who's a spellcaster of some kind, uh, goes and adds a little extra to it. So under certain circumstances, it would then trigger. Yeah, they have uh, in, uh, blah, 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 what is it? Ultimate Psionics, Dream Scarred Press, basically Pathfinder's version of the Ultimate Psy Handbook, Psionic Tattoos, yeah. And it's a one-shot, you know, just you have it, and you might have the tattoo afterwards, but any power with it, it's gone. And you could do it for like, oh, what is the form of mage armor? Inertial armor. Okay, I know I'm going into a gunfight. Press on the tattoo and concentrate. And you have the plus four armor class force aura that mage armor would give you. But it's a psionic power. So yeah, no, they have it. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying, but that's very mature. I mean, you know, you know, you basically you you do that intentionally, so it's just like another magic item and stuff. I'm talking yeah. about where someone basically goes and slips this in on you and it therefore becomes the basis for the story because all of a sudden things start happening around you. You don't know why it's happening. It's because this person has essentially ensorcelled you with a magic power that's going to manifest under certain circumstances. So the rest of it is either learning how to leverage this, learn how to trigger it and leverage it, or, you know, learn how to avoid it if it's bad. Uh, all these girls that go and get uh, tattoos on the small of their backs, you know, what if it, you know, it summons uh, some terrible monster? They didn't know this. Why do I, you know, keep running into these really bad people who keep trying to do bad things to me? And it all has to do with drinking her favorite drink, which might be tequila. If she drinks tequila, all of a sudden, it's, you know, uh, an hour later, the spell goes off and she gets attacked by some, you know, what looks to be like zombie-ish kind of a person or whatever. That's the basis for the story until she figures this out and changes her her, her brand of drink is she's going to have this problem on an ongoing basis. These can be like small things that can be used to enhance an existing storyline or game, or it can be the basis for the whole thing, which would be relative, in a game like Bureau 13, it'd be relatively easy to figure out. You, someone goes over, they, they whip the uh, uh, they whip the curling detector out. Oh, you've got curse energy on you. Something's going on with you. And, you know, and they may not be able to tell this, you know, uh, on her, it's coming from her tattoo, but they might say, have you done anything recent, you know, that might be considered, you know, the, you know, and they might say, yeah, I got a new tattoo. And put a spin on this as far as tattoos, you get, you know, whatever tattoo and it's something magical to the ink. And all of a sudden, you spontaneously combust or electrical discharge or, you know, everything around you freezes and they're covered, it's covered in frost. 
And the Bureau gets called on this, and they're, okay, they all realize they all have these tattoos from the same guy. Or the curse energy, we pick them up on their body because, you know, something happens and they end up dying, and so the residual magical energy's there. So, yeah, and you track down this tattoo artist and find out he's a mage and made to ink and, you know, alchemy and all that. So, yeah, that'd be another spin on that. But, no, I, yeah, that'd probably be another, that could be another avenue for some of what you said, where just spontaneous, not so much creatures coming, but just spontaneous effects. And it could be a stimuli. It could be stress. It could be you have alcohol in your system above a certain point, smoking, um, carnal activities, we will say. Um, yeah, yeah. I could see certain parents who are afraid that their son or daughter would uh, uh, engage in activities before uh, marriage that they that they didn't approve of, or perhaps go with certain people that they don't approve of, uh, might ca- get this kind of thing cast on their kid, and you know all of a sudden fire. You know, you, you know, it's 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 like the ultimate VD. Oh. Oh, but it's not trans. It's not transmit, or it is transmissible. You know, but anyways, you know, uh, uh, that that could that could be the basis for uh, something harmless to the carrier. Well, no, I would say har- it would affect both. Oh, okay. And then that way, uh, you know, you, you, they would be punished and undeniable evidence of uh, who was involved in it. Mm. I could see that happening. You know, I mean. The the guy that created the first golem, okay, he was he had a real he was really angry, and so you know it, it, this wasn't like you know him just experimenting, he was trying to get justice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And created the golem, which of course you know behaved just like he was he was supposed to. Though Alabet, I don't think under you know didn't really wasn't really under the control of its maker. So eventually he had to change the word of, on his forehead to make it death, and so it crumbled at the end. But uh, yeah, I could see things like that happening where things get out of hand, very much out of hand. So, you know, this kind of thing can be used a, a, a lot. I was using like a tattoo, but you know, there are programmable tattoos. Yeah, yeah. You could have somebody who has a tattoo, and then they go and they they add they add a new program to change it to a different kind of tattoo, and that one has been modified by somebody, and now it it does something unexpected. And basically, we always say things, you know, uh, when it comes to magic, any you know any science that is sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Yep, Arthur C. Clarke. Yep. Really, quite possible to, you know, to. In, when we talk about technology, to mix technology and magic together, you just have to say that the magic is essentially uh, something really advanced is co-opting a fairly simple thing. Just like um, computers co-opted our phone lines to transmit information back and forth, and that's how we got the Internet. Originally, it was just people yeah. talking about you know, our, uh, their rheumatism. <laughs> to, to somebody who lived a couple of miles down the ro- road in a different farmhouse. Jonathan, you got anything more for us? I, I did have one idea that came to me because um, we all we've all have, we all have computers. We've all installed programs and we've all just clicked through that terms of service 
thing. I, I have the image of a, a clever carcist or, or demon working it, somehow working in a, a clever little uh, a soul contract into those. Oh, yeah. I've seen that in anime, too. Yeah. Maybe for me, I, I probably wouldn't have it be as powerful as, say, you know, your classic signed in blood contract. So, you know, they might not get your soul, but they might, you know, give you a, a decade of just pain in the pain in the butt life. <laughs> yeah. Or no, the, the old chi- the old phrase, may you live in interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says, may you may you live in interesting times. May people in authority take interest in you and may all your dreams come true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If, if I can wrap it around again, speaking of dreams, we hope there's plenty of sugar plums and fairies and dancing spirits in your dreams in this upcoming Christmas. We hope that uh, you all, you know, get to spend time with your friend, friends and family, whether you have to wear a mask or not, whether you do it over Skype or something else. But, you know, I'm just saying is that in these times... We, you know, we still need to reach out to each other and hold fast to each other, and we hope you'll have those opportunities to do so. You know, and if you ever get lonely, remember there's lots of people out there that are running games that want more players. So join up. Trav takes uh, remote players. I take remote players. Lots of people online do that, uh, where you actually can talk to people and, and, and maybe... Uh, not have a lonely Christmas. So we're hoping that you don't have a lonely Christmas and wish you the best. And uh, we're going to have more for you next year, but you're going to have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.